not to get too into the <laughs> the structures of mechanism at all, but you don't even know me. This is gold. Can we talk shit about Japan? No. Oh, I gamble like my joke. Am I the second best Caitlin Powell? And then you killed her. Hello, and thanks for downloading this episode of the Young Comedians Podcast with me, George Tothill. And this week, the guest is Caitlin Powell. Uh, Caitlin Powell is a very accomplished comedian already. Uh, in 2021, she was a finalist of uh, Funny Women, not just for being on stage as a great stand-up, but also for her writing. Um, I think this is a very fun episode. Um, and I think that's probably because Caitlin's got her own podcast, which I'd encourage you to check out. It's called Queers Gone By. We chat about it a bit near the end. Um, and yeah, I think she's just very natural on the microphone. She's really easy to talk to. The problem is, I think the fact that she's easy to talk to means I got too comfortable and just bullied her. So um, yeah, sorry about that. Either way, I had a great day and that's the most important thing. Um, I think... One of the things you might notice, she said on the day, oh, I think I might have undiagnosed ADD. Um, and I'm diagnosing it. I'm diagnosing it now. Uh, we do manage to cover all the questions, but my God, there are a few tangents and fun stories that come out of absolutely nowhere. So do enjoy that. Um, here's just a quick example of the kind of thing I've had to edit out to make this coherent. Oh my God, there's another guinea pig. Or hamster or whatever. I mean, honestly, I'm bullying her in the little intro where I'm apologising for bullying her. Um, I think you'll get the vibe of the episode. It's fun. Shots are fired. Um, it's a bit chaotic, but my God, I had such a great time. Uh, Caitlin Powell, everybody. Caitlin Powell, welcome to the Young Comedians podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you here. Um, I think we should just launch straight into it, to be honest. Sure. Um, and be completely open about the fact that I've not seen you perform that many times. You don't know who the fuck I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird that you're in my house. Yeah. Um, you haven't been to my house I before, just, have you? No, I just came with a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> your own microphone, your own yeah. kit. You're, you're keen. No, I have, I've seen you perform before, yeah. but I've seen you perform at university. Yeah. So, I don't know, you probably changed a lot since I last saw you, but I saw you That's, MC a gig. Yeah, I find that weird. Yeah. What was I like? <laughs> you were you were good. You emceed. You. It was in the Bloomsbury Studio, which is like the, the little theatre under the Bloomsbury Theatre. Oh, was that gig? Yeah. I can't remember what it was called. It was it like it was um, like student doing stuff about your studies. Yeah, everyone had yeah. to do a thing about their yeah. course, like a yeah. bit of material about their course, mm -hmm. which was a good idea. It was a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you did a really good job. It was. Thank you. It was fairly poorly attended. It was a rough time, I remember. <laughs> yeah, but I liked it. At one point, I sat on a stool, which I never do. I felt like a 90s kind of... <laughs> it was weird. Was that, is that the only time you've ever sat on a stool? Yes. Yeah. Apart from in a bar or whatever. But like on stage, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. You're like in a weather spoon, it's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no. Um, that's a weird moment, actually, your stool virginity. I should ask more people about that. Yeah. When's the it, first time you sat on the stool? I think it was also at uni, but I'd already graduated. Mm. But I, I think came you back. first do it in a moment of panic. I think it's it's to go, I'm so comfortable here, but actually you're like, fuck me, I need to sit down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm actually feeling lightheaded. Yeah. Um, I think I felt like I was just going, oh, this would be, this would be different. This would like, be I've cool. I've never done it. Yeah. Um, and I think, weirdly, the gig went better when I acknowledged the stool. Yeah. And they found it funnier when I t was talking about the stool rather it's, than my material. It's harder than it looks as well. 
You've got to sit on a stool. Yeah, you gotta like, especially if you're not long-legged. I'm reasonably long-legged, but I, I remember kind of having to tiptoe on the on the floor yeah. to keep myself perched. I didn't want to sit down fully in case I wanted to launch myself off it again. Yeah, not to get too into the <laughs> <laughs> the structures and mechanisms of a stool, but what you need is the little the little the horizontal line bar. bar yeah, is the word. <laughs> that's the technical term. Yeah. <laughs> you need that because then you can. God, perch. you're a rookie. Yeah. I remember my first stool sitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think lastly, what is the, the legs swinging? Because then you look like yeah, a child at the dinner table. Yeah, it's like, yeah. can I get down now, please? Yes. You know. Yeah. Sorry. Right. So, do you do you MC a lot? Because you MC that night quite capably. Do oh, you thank do you. It more? Um, no. I remember when I was at uni, I was I had I kind of occupied a sort of head of stand up, stand up coordinator kind of role, um, which meant I had to I had to MC because I feel like MCing is either some something people do not want to do or people are a little too eager to do, and so you have to give it to the responsible person. So yeah. I did it a little bit at uni. I guess I did it at uni with, in this example as well, but it felt a little bit different because it felt like a proper stage. Whereas we used to, I went to University of York and we used to do it in like a lecture room. So it, oh, that's weird. It was weird, but it felt very like chill. Yeah, um, I was going to say, do you not feel it affected the like the atmosphere a bit being in a learning environment? Everyone was like, okay, I feel I should be quiet because I'm in yeah, a classroom. Sure, but we did like weekly shows there, like every single week every single term so yeah. I think people got used to it if they came enough um but yeah I I think I might have emceed twice outside of uni and it's fine I quite enjoy it but yeah <laughs> don't yeah. do it very often I pref- prefer doing actual material yeah 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 for sure um nice I just got back from the fringe I watched mm. like a few Edinburgh fringe and watched a few shows um and I saw Patrick Spicer do his show. Oh, yeah. And that was in a classroom. In was like it? A, yeah, yeah, like a lecture theatre. Reese Nicholson as well is in a lecture room. It's very odd. Yeah, yeah. I haven't, I didn't see his show. I wish it's I'd. Good. It's good. Yeah, I saw yeah. his Netflix special. And oh. it was weird. I, I don't know. It was just, I, wa- I, I sort of sat down being like, I'll watch a bit. Mm-hmm. And then found myself about half an hour in being like, I'm still watching this. Yeah. This is very watchable. He's so watchable. He's great. Yeah. He's one of my favourites, actually. He's very like he's quite far away from my style. He's quite he's mm. similar in content, I suppose. Yeah. To, you know, to some extent, but yeah, it's not the, not the sort of thing I usually like. I was like, oh, no. actually, I I really like this. I always think if Reese Nicholson can write like eighty jokes for like the space of a minute, I can write one joke. Yeah. That's basically why I watch him because I'm like, fuck, he has so many jokes. Yeah. <laughs> so many jokes. <laughs> I guess it's literally the one thing you have to do. But yeah, he's do good you, at it. Do you feel a pressure to be like quite punchline heavy? yeah definitely because i used to just i used to really like more alternative stuff but i wasn't an alternative comedian um you just weren't funny (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) i come in here with my own microphone (laughs) pressuring (laughs) you to do a record um no yeah um what did you ask me sorry uh uh oh yeah so i like kind of flights of fancy and like weirder stuff but i remember trying to do like not even gong shows, but like proper, proper gigs, like, or doing one of my first like club gigs was the stand in Newcastle and just coming off and being like, oh, I need more jokes. Yeah. You need to have, you just have to have more jokes per minute, basically, you know, it's basic stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, and I remember being like, oh shit, I need to, <laughs> need to have more jokes. But I love it. When, I, I really enjoy um, like spaces in sets where there's just no jokes and it's just kind of, 
you know there's a joke coming. I like feeling comfortable with a, someone just kind of yeah flights of fancy i like that a lot yeah i guess that that sort of tends to come later in a set though right yeah. it's when everyone's already convinced. yeah it's not for a five minute set when you're like 19 <laughs> yeah. you don't know anything about the craft of it all yeah that yeah. was what i that's what i did on my first gig i think mm. it was like the first minute was a setup to a joke it's yeah like a really it was just me launching into a monologue mm-hmm. um which is weird because that's quite a lot of like confidence to to do that in your first gig but yeah. it, was, it wasn't very good actually um <laughs> sorry i really looked pensively into the distance there um so wait so you say that you so you started doing comedy up north yes before coming down to london mm-hmm. what was the difference like between the crowds was there a difference well actually my first gig was in london when i was i took a gap year to do well to work but to do comedy um i just worked in a pub for a year and then really got up the courage to go down to london and do a gig um but northern um northern northern clubs are just in my experience just nicer there's more in my experience like a camaraderie uh between comedians and people looked after me a lot more and i have closer i think i have people who will like see me at a gig and go oh my god we gigged in 2016 in this nowhere space yeah. and we met once and I'll and they'll remember that whereas people I've gigged with like 10 times in London will be like who are you like that's yeah. very much the vibe as I see it um I think clubs also it might ex- well no I think it depends some clubs in London are fucking great at looking after you but it really felt like places like the stand with like red raw this is like this is what like a club should be like. This yeah. is so fun. And the audience are up for, it seems like the audience, because I think, I think it might be because they do student discounts. So you get a real variety of people who are like out on a weekend night, I don't know, Hindus or like yeah. groups of lads on a night out. But you also get like groups of students who are up for a bit more like alternative stuff. And everyone, yeah, everyone just seems up for different stuff up north. That might be a huge generalization. Okay. But from my experience you sort of say like having students in the crowd like it's like that's a good thing that's a thing you want do do you do you find that do you prefer a younger audience as a young comic not necessarily but in general if i see a younger audience i'm like okay this might be this might be a good one um often as well because they're often like a bit more (laughs) this seems ages but they're normally a bit more like up on like i don't know if I use certain terms or I talk about queerness and things like that, they're a bit more like, yep, sure, on it, what's the joke? Whereas you feel like sometimes with older audiences, you might have to hold their hand, but also there's jokes in that, so it's it's fine, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, and you also said as well that they, they might be more open for alternative stuff. Is that your experience? Like younger people are more open to alternative comedy? Yeah, not always, but I think sometimes. That's a non-answer, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> very much ticking the middle box yeah yeah wait have you have you experienced like the other way around um i don't know i think um when 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 we were at uni i thought that was interesting because i think you get a mix of people like some people were totally up for the alternative Mm -hmm. stuff but it's mainly the people who were already doing comedy or interested in it yeah but there's also people who um i don't know when you're like 19 20 I think a lot of people haven't worked out who they are at all. Yeah. And I think they're quite Mm self-conscious and it's quite difficult when the cool 
uni kids, like cool as in they really care yeah. what people think of them, turned up to the gigs because they didn't really want to laugh necessarily. They're like, are my friends laughing? I, I like, was well, going to say, gonna I think there's it. a difference between a student coming to a, a non-uni gig because the thing about a comedy society at university is it's fundamentally embarrassing. Like, yeah, yeah. There, it's humiliating to be a comedian at uni, and I say that as a person who was doing comedy at yeah. uni, and you were too. But it's, oh, God, it's awful, because you're not sh- sure who you are either. Everyone's shit, apart from, like, some people we know very well who are fantastic, which yeah. is really annoying. But, but but we saw them when they were shit, yeah. you know? Well, I came in a bit late. They were already brilliant. I was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> no, I saw them when they sucked. Ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, that's the thing is, though, I mean, they genuinely, for the most part, yeah, no, actually, anyone who's doing well who was from UCL, they were pretty good, yeah. initially. Um, it's still humiliating, though, even if you're not great. Yeah, yeah. Being like, I'm in a comedy society. Oh, no. Yeah, there's no, a difference between you. being like, I'm going to my comedy club now. <laughs> they go, okay, have fun. Yeah. You put on your backpack and fuck <laughs> off. And then yeah. being like, oh, I got a gig tonight. I, yeah. I got a gig. Because oh, gig could, I'm that gigging. sounds like you're a musician. It sounds yeah. like you're in a band. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, they don't know. I'm just telling What do you play? Jokes. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ask no further questions, please. Yeah, I play on my sort of lack of self-worth. <laughs> but it's really cool. It's really indie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, I really want to ask a question. Like, yeah, first gig, go on. Like, seeing as we're talking about uni. Oh, yeah. What was your first gig? How did it go? My first gig, um, I, oh my, so I wanted to do stand-up from when I was like 12. Like I used to watch clips of comedians over and over and over and over and over again and like write it all out like a script and like look at it. It was fucking weird in retrospect. You wrote out their sets? Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm very obsessive like that. But um, yeah, so I, I knew I wanted to do comedy for ages but I was very scared and also lived in the middle of nowhere. So there was nowhere really to do it. I could have gone to Birmingham in retrospect. That was relatively close by, but I didn't, I don't know. I was like, I'm going to go to London. Right. <laughs> Seek my fortune. Um, <laughs> um, so I took a gap year um, and worked in a pub for a bit um, and used that money to tootle down to London and did, I don't, I don't think it's still a thing. So I think I can shit talk it. Go on. I'm going to, float it and you can yeah. be like nope 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 yeah, okay. or you can be like yeah go on um the lion's den uh i don't know in shaftesbury avenue Might let's be. go let's go <laughs> <laughs> um, i was really worried you were just gonna say like a country or something be like, <laughs> no japan are they still around <laughs> i'm gonna go in can on we them. talk shit about japan we no. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no um uh the lion's den yeah um it was a small club uh in Sha- on shaftesbury avenue um and it was like set up I think if I walked in there and just saw the space now, yeah, good space for a club. It might still yeah. be a club. Who knows? Um, but they had like a thing on the wall that was like, women, take your bra off and get a free drink kind of vibes. Oh, yeah. In hindsight, I shouldn't have put that up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and it, um, I remember I did five minutes and I had my little script in my hand and I was shaking and I did pretty well i did i got laughs um i got more laughs than the guy who went on before me and <laughs> wrote a poem about his ex's vagina oh. it was just again in hindsight yeah. sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's why i came in here <laughs> um and then he um afterwards he like pulled me aside and said um yeah that that was great yeah you got laughs just cut the feminist crap um 
again, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was really odd. And I think, I've thought about this before, I think that's the first time I realised, not exactly that I was like a woman, so to speak, quote unquote, <laughs> but like the, the oh, people are not going to like me in this because I look a certain way and I sound a certain way. Yeah. That's going to be a problem for people. And I think I always, I'm always a bit aware of that. And I guess loads of comedians who aren't necessarily like, I guess if you're not a straight man, or maybe if you are as well, you might go to a gig and be like, okay, they're going to assume loads of stuff about me before I even get on stage. Um, but I think getting that f- response after a first gig was a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I went back a few months later. <laughs> <laughs> and that one I got followed home from the gig by a guy. With it, oh, uh, like another act. Yeah. So that was terrifying. Not home as in back to Worcester, but to where I was staying. It's terrifying. Fucking hell. Yeah. So my two first gigs were um, actually kind of emblematic of the industry. Yeah. <laughs> in I, retrospect. Uh, yeah, I guess like five years time, you, you'd be asked like, do you know what you're getting yourself in for? You'd be like, yeah, yeah, straight away. Yeah. Straight away. Absolutely. Baptism of fire. Yeah. Um, do you think so? I mean, someone being like, it probably won't be the only factor, but someone being like, cut the feminist crap. Like, mm-hmm. Do you think that's made you want to do more yeah, you know, feminist more crap? Feminist crap. <laughs> you do quite a bit of feminist kind of crap, stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really careful. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, um, I mean, if someone tells you they don't want to hear it, my, ex- my general reaction is to do more of it. So, yeah. Although that's annoying in itself because then they, those kind of people also have the habit of pigeonholing uh, women or queer people or whatever into oh you only talk about that yeah so it's it's weird it's something I tried not to do for ages I was like I don't want anyone to look at me and think feminist comedian but I was like actually what doesn't have to be my only thing but there's literally nothing wrong with that yeah I, I had a very similar thing with gay comedian mm-hmm. um and yeah I start it's, it's got to the point if I do a longer set I'm trying to like come out later in the set Cause oh, it's like, sure, yeah. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if it's for the audience or if it's proving to myself that I'm funny without talking about no, fucking yeah. men. I get what you mean. Because, I mean, that is funny. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, I come out about a quarter of the way through. Also because, like, I think people don't necessarily assume I am. And I'm like, no, no, you need to know. Yeah. But don't you dare make any opinions based <laughs> on it. <laughs> but yeah, so. it's like you've already made your opinion. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're done. Kind yeah. of, you're kind of cornered mm. you. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I always think it refreshes the set a bit as well. It's like, oh, here's some, here's, here's a new, new topic, stuff about here's me. Some new material. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just opens another door. Yeah. Um, so one of the bits I'm trying to make more regular on yeah. this podcast is asking people about a bit that they've got uh-huh. or had. Yeah. That just never really worked. Mm-hmm. Like they tried it out. They're like, this is the best joke ever, and the yeah. audience is like, we don't, we don't get it. Mm-hmm. Do, do you have, do you have a bit like that? I th- I'm trying to work on a bit right now. Maybe by the time this goes out, it'll be working and killing in comedy cl- clubs across the land. Okay. Um, or maybe I'll have got rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard someone describe themselves, and this is like a common thing. It's like a meme, right, of being two kids stacked in a trench coat. Um, and I recently, uh, very recently, came out as uh, genderqueer. She, they pronounce. <laughs> um, and um, I was trying to think about like how I've always felt very uncomfortable with like this kind of one of the girls kind of phrase and like. And someone said, oh, you're like two kids stacked in a trench coat. And it's like, yeah, but like, even that feels a bit like, you know what that is. You know, you see two kids stacked in a trench coat and you're like, yeah, that's two kids stacked in a trench coat. I feel like two kids who, who got it wrong 
and they're doing it like horizontal, like a pantomime horse. I see. All right, so <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Visually, visually, visually that's, that's funny, but I didn't understand that. What do oh. you? So it's what's that got to do with gender? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you, like you know, you like, feel like two kids in a trench coat. You know the phrase "feel like." To feel like two kids stacked in a trench coat. No. Oh. I, well, I, maybe that's where I'm going. Is that wrong. a phrase? That is a phrase. I thought it was just sort of a cliche of like how kids get into cinemas. Oh yeah, it is. So it's what like but imposter like, syndrome. Yeah, like yeah. It's like, oh, maybe I just need to make it clear it's imposter. This is the thing. I have a one thing I really struggle with with writing. So if anyone's listening, top tip: uh, think about what your audience needs to know to understand the yeah. joke. Because <laughs> I really struggle with that. Like I'll say a joke to someone and they're like. But what's that got to do with... And I'll explain it. I'm like, it's so obvious. It, it's this and this. And they'll be like, oh, well, you need to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, in some ways, like, I was thinking, oh, we should probably cut this. But at the same time, it's quite helpful to see... I, I don't know. I don't know who... <laughs> like, just to see a joke not work. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, like, to see the process of like, yeah. oh, okay. So it's all about I having think it's funny. I think it's funny. The idea of... Two kids getting it wrong yeah, and not yeah, yeah. Sta- not stacking on top of each other, but putting a trench coat over themselves and doing it like a pantomime horse. Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. That is funny. I just didn't. I just didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't follow that idea. Okay, I just um, need to explain it more. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe people no. listen and be like, "That was really clear, George." That was like so. <laughs> or maybe clear. I'm gonna get like death threats after this. Yeah, like, no, I don't stupid fucking joke that doesn't work. <laughs> It's like not not enough people listen for death threat. I can't wait for my first death threat. Please, if oh, anyone's listening, a death threat? Oh, I would oh, love a death sweet threat. Sweet summer child. Yeah, no, I I just <laughs> jumping at the bit for a death threat. I know, I'm too lovable. Yeah. It's everyone just thinks I'm great. It's, oh. <sighs> Actually, I can't move for positive feedback. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah is, is that genuinely? You don't have like a worse bit that hasn't worked. You're like, all my bits have worked. I've got one that I'm working on, and it's already it's got it's a seed of an idea. And it, it's getting somewhere. It is, well, it's definitely on the way to something. I just, I'm yeah. really sorry. I, I, I genuinely, I have the memory of a fucking goldfish, and as soon as something doesn't work, it's dead to me. Like I cannot. Um, uh, I think this is very general, but I think um, I've always struggled with where my status should be. So I think a lot of jokes haven't worked because. I, I really struggle to see how an audience perceives me. That's something I've like had to work on like actively, whereas I feel like some people it comes completely naturally. Yeah. And that's something I've really had to go, what doesn't like I did one thing where I just asked a load of comedians, what what do you think when you when I'm on stage? And they were like, Oh, oh I guess and gave me really helpful advice. It was all fairly consistent. So I was like, Oh, okay, I do have a I have a thing. Um I'm just not aware of the thing. Yeah. Um that's true. I've I found people would explain to me what my style is yeah. or something, and I go, "Oh yeah, that's the word." Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, it's more helpful um, being off stage for that analysis. Yeah. So often I've just tried a joke that, and I'm really sorry, I can't think of an example. It's it's brilliant that you have this amnesia thing where yeah. like I I just don't remember sorry. bad jokes. Like, <laughs> I just don't remember them. Maybe yeah. they never existed. Who is knows? <laughs> is she resilient or does she just have dementia? We don't or know, is she delusional? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the latter. Um, <laughs> Um, but I, uh, <laughs> it's it's also ridiculous that I don't remember a joke that hasn't worked. But <laughs> yeah, well, I see. I replay you've probably them seen nightly. me <laughs> die on my ass with jokes that don't work. But I, can't, but I think the yeah, I would often try jokes that rely on someone being low status when I was doing a very high status bit, or I'd be too high status. Yeah, and I think a lot of my jokes when I was younger, when I was in uni, like like BA undergraduate uni, were too high status, like very not quite punching down but the vibe was punching down it was like oh all right yeah <laughs> calm down you don't have to be that harsh so um 
probably that. And it's, yeah, it's always with me like a problem. Well, sometimes it's because I don't explain what's going on. And sometimes it's because my status is weird. But, yeah, no, it's yeah. very, it's, it's very understandable. Um, I think I've struggled with that a bit as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, to sort of tack to the theme of the podcast, but do you think that being young has helped with status? Like, do you think, I think some people feel mm-hmm. that if they're young and they're talking about something and saying what they really think, that people mm-hmm. go, we don't want to hear what you think. You're so young. You don't know anything. Um, oh, I never even thought about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that so never <laughs> occurred to me. I just given you an insecurity. <laughs> Shit, That's good. I don't need more. Um, <laughs> I think I am delusional. This is this is not a good time for Caitlin. <laughs> um, that that's a great name for an Edinburgh show. <laughs> this is not a good time for Caitlin. Yeah, that's fucking great actually. Yeah. Um. Um. Oh, I really want to do one <laughs> called Powell. That's what I call Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much, but it doesn't fit at all with my persona in any way. Um, yeah, no, you can't no, do it. I can't <laughs> do it. So another Caitlin Powell will have to do it. Um, for a year, there was another Caitlin Powell in Edinburgh. And then you killed her. Also, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also writing reviews. I was writing reviews at the time. So oh. two Caitlin Powells. Weird. Anyway. That must, that must have been... Did you ever review the same show where you're like, oh, I thought this was, this was shit, Caitlin Powell. Yeah. And, then, and then she's like, I loved it, Caitlin Powell. And you're like, okay, this girl doesn't know what she thinks about things. <laughs> no, um, I think we did both work for Broadway Baby at one point, though. Are you sure? This is, this just sounds like the plot did of I Fight Club. This? This is, <laughs> it was me the whole time, yeah. No, but I did. Um, so uh, after um, I got to the final of a competition and my friend was like, you need to put your Google alerts on. <laughs> <laughs> your google alerts yeah, yeah yeah they were like you just put your google alerts on so you see when reviews come out and like well, who's talking about you and i was like i think that'll make me insane but all right and it was a crazy making exercise mainly because after a while this other caitlin has become a journalist yeah so i get loads of google alerts <laughs> for someone who isn't me the thing i would worry like for me my name is not that common but like no. if, if you had like a Caitlin Powell is fairly. If you were like a John Smith or something, it'd be the worst thing in the world because you keep getting news being like, Mm -hmm. "Oh, I've I've been there's been a stabbing and I died (gasps) again." Was that was that me? You have to like keep checking. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't want all the news if everyone called you. No. Actually, mm, maybe maybe that's a social networking site that needs to be made. All the all the George Tothills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caitlin Powell's in one room, and you just like see if you can be the best one. I'm absolutely. No offense to Caitlin Powell, who is working as a journalist. Actually, she's a very successful journalist now, from what yeah, I can tell. She's, yeah, she's going to push you to, to. Fuck. Am I the second best Caitlin Powell? You really should have killed her. George! <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I invite you on here? Why don't we get the other one? <laughs> yeah. is, you're, like, you're like her understudy. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, Did we answer that question? No. Like, adva- <laughs> no, you just had an existential crisis <laughs> about. <laughs> Whether it was an advantage or not, being, oh, being um, young on stage. Yeah, because Does I never it considered it might be a disadvantage. Um, in retrospect, yeah, probably. Yeah. Disadvantage. Keep um, an eye on it. Yeah. Is the, we'll do a <laughs> part we'll two at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God. Cool. Um, I've had a couple of um, young comedians and like mm. new comedians message me about the show and really appreciate them getting in touch. Um, cool. And like one of the things I think I want to start doing more on this podcast um, is like talking about how comedians write their jokes like and what advice they have for, mm-hmm. for other young comics and people just starting out um let's start with the first one of those like how, how do you go about writing your jokes um so my, all of them go on in my notes app on my phone 
um and i just write about five different versions of what the joke might be because i i have a memory like a goldfish as is evidenced by this do, podcast do, do you remember saying that earlier <laughs> <laughs> you said that eight times do you remember <laughs> Um, yeah, I genuinely don't remember a thing. Um, so I have to, it, there's not like, oh, I, lots of people are like, oh, I, I came up with a joke and it was this a week ago. I, it's a miracle I remembered that pantomime horse thing because I just don't remember things yeah. unless I write them down in a million different ways. Um, oh, God, and then, God forbid we'd missed out on that brilliant content. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good. I'm going to make it work. I genuinely think it will. I just think I didn't get it. It's <laughs> Oh god. Um so then I'll often like go for a walk. I recommend going for a walk and just <laughs> It just sounds like you're asking me to leave. All right. I, <laughs> yeah, I recommend you go, go for a walk. Why don't you take a hike? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um oh, sorry, so you go for a walk yeah, and you take your, <clears throat> your phone with you or you just yeah, kind of daydreaming. I'm normally listening to music anyway, but I have to I feel like this is an ADHD brain thing. I have to like um I have to be thinking about something, listening to music and doing another thing in order to actually have a coherent, like, thought. Do you know what I mean? Right. You, That's like that, the opposite of what... You have complete silence. Well, it's... Do you write in, like, a castle with a quill or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're recording from my ivory tower. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I think, I think um, like, when it comes to focusing on stuff... Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to go for a walk, you should, I mean, sorry, I shouldn't say you should. <laughs> if right. you're going to go for a walk, the best thing to do is like have no music, just let your mind wander. Because no. um, if you're not interrupted, mm-hmm. um, you end up having more original and creative ideas because your brain is allowed to kind of do that background work. Uh, I, I don't think I can ever not be occupied <laughs> with you're my head. It has to be doing something at all times. That's like the quote of our generation, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Um, and really so what are your ideas? What are they springing from? You're listening to lyrics, you're listening to something else, and you, what? No, it's like, the the music is quite quiet. It's just like background. Yeah. And I'm thinking about other stuff. And often if I want to really focus, I'll turn the music off and stop. And I'll just stop in the middle of like a path and do some more writing. Yeah. And then carry on. But I know people who like sit on buses and think about material. I always think like getting out, like I, I don't understand people who just sit and write. I find that bizarre. Yeah. I think you need to get all the stuff first and then sit and like put it all together. Um, I also have to say things out loud. I don't mean like I I will pace around my flat and say the material and think of way funnier things than I'm thinking about like on a walk or when I'm writing. Do you find that? Uh, Yeah, a hundred percent. I think speaking out loud is helpful. I mean, it's a bit sad, but when I first got all this equipment that we're recording with, um, I, I was like, I thought I'd just well, try out the microphone. I was like, yeah. I'll just give it a go, have a look at the levels. And I was like, oh, look at did the little lines. Did you do a little lines. show for your beanie babies? Well, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they didn't come. Um, <laughs> I, I did like, I, I, I just decided to do some bits because I had ah. a microphone in my hand. And I was like, yeah. oh, I like, well, I've got a microphone, I'll do some stand-up. And yeah. it, was a, it was a really good way of like workshopping bits. I had like yeah. five or six recordings and I, ne- I need to do it again at some point, but just five or six recordings of the same bit getting better. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely. Like yeah. listening to yourself is, is helpful. I really struggle with. Do you record every single gig you do? Um, I try to, but I, I often really forget. struggle with it. Or if I do it, I never listen to it back. Um, yeah, I, I get nervous all over again when yeah. I listen to it back. I'm like, yeah. oh, did it actually go well? I have a really warped perception of stuff that, like, sometimes I'll come off a stage and be like, that was fucking fantastic, and it was fine. Yeah. And sometimes I'll be like, that was the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone. And it'll be fine. Yeah. 
Maybe oh. just a fine comedian. <laughs> With an excellent bit about pantomime horses. <laughs> <laughs> You're writing your next review. It's yeah. yeah I will I'll eat my words one day. Um so that kind of covers the first of that two pronged question I asked a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Um the other part is any any advice for young comics or new comics starting out? I think we may have to re-record this because I think you're going to make fun of me for this. <laughs> uh, well, um, I feel like I've been more antagonistic towards you than yeah. any other guest. I've roasted you. Don't you don't even know me. No, that's... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I'm being such a bitch. It's all right. Um, no, uh, it's not all right. <laughs> it's not all right, actually. <laughs> um, uh, so the, thi- I, the thing I genuinely found the most useful with comedy is it, what I would tell people is don't be afraid to have a break. And I think you don't often get told that in comedy. Mm. I think you're often told, like before COVID, I would gig like four or five nights a week. And I was like, this is how you do it. And yeah, sure. If you want to get good quick, it helps to gig a lot. But I also think sometimes it helps to take a pause, look at your material, especially if you're doing other things in your life. Like if you're blessed and able to just do comedy and nothing else, fantastic. But a lot of us aren't, right? Yeah. Um, And sometimes you just need a break to not care about comedy because there is this weird bubble and you get really obsessed. Well, I found you get really obsessed with like competitions and who's doing what and what's the style of people doing and what's, what's doing really well at the moment. And sometimes it just helps to pause and go, what do I want to write about? What do I want to talk about? What do I think is genuinely helpful to for people to... I mean, obviously, comedy isn't going to be helpful, but, you know. Um, yeah, I just think it's... I think that's useful advice. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure everyone would agree with that, but... No, I think I that's feel. very wise. I mm-hmm. think the only thing I'd preface it with, and this is really, like, boring, but very practical advice, mm-hmm. is your break is always a month longer than you think it is because booking a gig tends to be a month yeah, in advance. That's so like, if, yeah. if, you take, if you take a month off yep. and you take it off from performing, mm-hmm. probably don't also take it off from booking gigs unless you that's true. want a two-month break mm-hmm. because you get Honestly, to the end of your month and you go, I'm ready to go again. And they go, well, we can offer you a spot yeah. in, two, in a month's time. I took a break from about, I think I did my, I took a break from about March to July and that was so good. Oh my God, it was amazing. Um, I didn't miss it. I was like, but I wasn't, I also wasn't, people would be like, oh my God, you quit comedy. It's like, no, I just haven't done a gig in a few months. Like, yeah. get a grip. No. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I start of July, I woke up one day and I was ready. I wanted to gig the next day. I wasn't in London that day, so I didn't. But yeah. like, then I was emailing people and I was like, yeah, come on, I'm ready for it. <laughs> no one responded for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but now I've got some gigs lined up and it's fantastic. But that is like over a month later where I've got all my gigs lined up. So yeah, that's actually very sage advice. Um, but sometimes you don't know when you'll be ready again. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if, yeah, if you're just take, if you're just like, oh, I just want a few weeks off. What do what do you do to make sure you're you're ready to like go back into? Because it's it's like very. I know some people find it easier, but it can be incredibly like draining. Like it's it's mm. physically tiring. You're yeah. up late. Um, sometimes also, eating sometimes bad food, drinking yeah, booze and late at night. That you're traveling all evenings. Yeah, it can sometimes be unsafe if you're traveling back really late at night. Yeah, which is a like psychological thing. Um, so how do you when you take time off? Are you like getting in a good headspace like what do you 
what are you doing to prepare to get back or do you just think the absence from it makes you go I want to do it again yeah I I don't think I consciously did anything but I think you just got to look after yourself or do whatever makes you happy for a bit um that's really like blur advice but I think it's valid um yeah (laughs) do do nice things you know you know things you like doing you should do do that yeah do them yeah um I've always thought that yeah um I feel like this might be slightly too revolutionary now as a podcast I think we've absolutely. <laughs> this is gold. <laughs> Look, I'm not the people at home with my thought. advice. I like to pretend I've never done a bad joke in my life. So, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I, I what did I do? I just had a nice time for a few months <laughs> and didn't write. I actually, I knew I was starting <laughs> to. I probably should have started booking gigs when I started writing stuff on my phone again. Yeah, I didn't write anything on my phone for a few months, and that was lovely didn't think it just enjoy also it means you can enjoy comedy again because yeah. i don't know about you but sometimes i'll be watching something and i'm like okay so the setup is that so i imagine the punchline is going to be this mm. um how are they going to subvert that because if i'm imagining the punchline is going to be that then they're probably going to do something different with it and yeah. that's an, that's not a way to live you know so we took a little break at this point and i resolved to be uh, less of a bastard uh, and then immediately went back on that, I think, and continued to make fun of her. Um, so we move on to this regular segment, one of my favourites. It's best gig, worst gig. What's your best gig? What's your worst gig? Um, best gig might be... I mean, there's been some really nice ones, but the one that always sticks in my mind is my, like, second Edinburgh, maybe? And i got on, gone up for, like, a compilation show um, and was doing spots. And there used to be, I don't know how much people know about this, but it was, up north it was like a, a fairly big thing, especially with student crowds. Do you know what business is? Uh, I, I mean, in terms this of... This is business? No. Oh, okay. So it was a, a gig run by, I think, a mixture of, and I don't know, they might listen, I don't know. So, sorry if I've got this wrong, um, Edinburgh and Leeds students. Um, and they took it like on tour through various like, um, university comedy societies up north. It was really nice. Um, and it was just this weird late night. I think it started at 1am maybe. Um, this compilation show where everyone was just in the best mood. And if all I can, the only way I can explain it is that if something was business, you'd shout business. Right. Okay. What does that mean? No one knows. (laughs) (laughs) just a load of drunk students listening to your set and if something's business everyone would go business business that's funny because business is like poo isn't it oh it is well like a dog's business oh i suppose yeah yeah. well that but it was more like yes this is business (laughs) it was great it was fantastic i did it well i didn't do i watched a show in edinburgh once that it would become relevant in a second i don't know why i'm telling the story (laughs) it's it's the first time i went upright and i think I feel horrible about it. Mm -hmm. I went up with my friends from school and my friends from school were like quite, we were all, you know, we're having drinks. They're kind of lads and just the worst people to have in your audience. Um, And we we went to go see a show called Improv Cage Match. Um, I actually met those people as well doing Uh an improv. They taught me improv once. Um, But I I met them for the first time then. We didn't meet them at this show that we went to go and see Mm -hmm. because we hadn't read the booklet right, the Mm. leaflet. It was every day of the month, improv cage match, Mm -hmm. except their day off. Yeah. And it was a show, I think it was called Political Acid Trip. Mm -hmm. And it was just a girl doing slam poetry. Okay. But we were so drunk at this point 
that we thought it was in for a cage match. Oh no. Yeah. So we that <laughs> poor girl. Yeah. Well the thing is, like she she was doing these like slam poems and then a bit like one of those books where it says, Do you do this and turn to page twenty two or do uh-huh. this and turn to page forty three? Yeah. Um her poems had like bits at the end where she was like, Do you we're going on an adventure do we go here or do we go there and so there was an element of calling out yeah and so it really confused us um but the bit that i just remember really clearly was um she said at one point she was like you go to study something it's Uh like what do you study do you study english or french or business or and just shouting out business Because it is well, a funny word. This is business. It's, it's a really funny word. It's to a shout. funny word, and it's fun to shout. And I just think the best gig. Like, I think there have been gigs that have gone better, quote unquote. But I think it's really fun to be at a gig where everyone is just like from the very beginning, just like yes, we're so pumped to yeah. be here and yell business. <laughs> like it's and it's stupid and it's there's no there's no winners. We're all losers in that situation. Yeah. It's two a.m. and we're yelling business, but it's fantastic. It was. It was really fun. It's when everyone buys into the same yeah, exactly. feeling. And um, it got slightly, I wouldn't say it was like cult hit of the fringe, but it, lots of people were like, oh, have you been to business that year? Yeah. It was really cool. That, um, yeah, I can see that. It was really fun. Um, and like, they had like really nice headliners as well. Um, and that was the first, I think, I think, oh God. It's not even a name drop, really. I mean, it is a name drop. I hate that. I hate what I'm doing right now. I feel awkward about no, saying we a lo- name. No, we love name um, dropping on here. Susie Ruffle was headlining. And I love Susie Ruffle. Yeah. And hearing the distinct, like, Susie Ruffle laugh at one of my jokes was one of the best moments of my life. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, like, we, I mean, everyone's quite young. We're all mm. quite starting out. But now and then you do just brush shoulders with someone yeah. who's way out of your, like... I know. Um, like, I got told recently, that this this made my fucking, like, fringe. I wasn't, I only uh-huh. went to, like, perform once, but I was basically there yeah. on holiday. But on the Finley Christie episode... Mm-hmm. I had to pause it because I suggested a really out of order joke about Princess Diana. Mm-hmm. And when I saw him at the fringe, Do I was the like, joke. Do the well, joke. <laughs> he, he notably admitted it. And I was like, oh, oh you, I, said, I said, is it not working? Is it not working? He yeah. was like, I've done it sometimes. Uh-huh. He said, was, he's like, I've done it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, okay, yeah. he was like, um, I did it in this like big compilation show. <laughs> And I got booed. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was sort of, I felt bad. I was like, I'm so sorry that, uh-huh. you know, you got booed because of something I suggested. He was yeah. like, no, 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 it's fine. It was like, the thing is though, Ed Gamble loved it. It was Ed Gamble's favourite joke. And I was like, that's well, the sickest thing. I was yeah. like, you know, the, it's this weird degree of separation of yeah. like two, but mm-hmm. I was still like, oh, Ed Gamble liked my joke. Yeah. Kind of thing. That's really um, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, we that, we love name dropping on here. Okay, cool. Because right. what I'll do as well probably is like clip us saying those names and put Being them at the beginning. Insufferable. Yeah, I did do that. If you if you noticed at the beginning, I I did do that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it'd be like, oh, this isn't just some fucking young comics who haven't done anything. It's like they have met Susie Ruffle yeah. <laughs> and not even met Campbell, but yeah, but <laughs> there was but a degree of no someone who's been in the room with Ed Campbell. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I love um, the way that story is. My joke got booed, and yeah. I still turned it into You're like, like, "Oh fuck yeah!" I'm so good yeah. at comedy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love. I've never been booed, but I've got someone booed. That's that's yeah. a win, right? I'd love. That's to Machiavellian, actually. Yeah. The thing is, I really pride myself on being able to give little good edits to yeah. people. Mm-hmm. I don't like the idea. I'm going to give myself a reputation of like, don't take his suggestions. <laughs> people will throw things. <laughs> 
Um, wait, what were we talking about? We were talking about your, that was your best gig. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, like I said, there's probably been best, there's probably been better gigs. There's one I did at the, um, uh, again, it was like a Scottish compilation thing uh, in Edinburgh, uh, which was again, fantastic. But it's the same thing. Just a group of people who were so up for it a little bit tipsy, but not drunk. Yeah. Just like having the best time. That's fantastic. That's I love great. That. Um, worst gig. Like, right. I've talked about being followed home from a gig. I've talked about like, there have been horrible experiences at gigs. Yeah. But that's not what we want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. You I know? guess I'm talking like, specifically about the performance so, bit. Yeah. But that's not to gloss over like there's fucking loads of shit goes yeah, on. It, we should acknowledge that. There's like two... There's two types of horrible gig. One was like, oh, it was a horrible gig, and oh, it was a horrible gig. Yeah. You know? um, the horrible gig that sounds like is really, I will never forget it. It was fantastic. <laughs> like, it was so bad, it was fantastic. Um, it was in, uh, I think there was like a festival in York, like a short lived kind of performing arts festival. <laughs> it better not be short lived because of your performance. <laughs> like, no. It was so bad, they closed. <laughs> Festival. Uh, the Yorkshire, Great Yorkshire Fringe no longer happens, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't the Great... It might have been. I can't remember, genuinely. But um, they took over a working men's club uh, for a comedy gig. Right. Um, and booked uh, a selection of students and cool alternative comedy acts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was... Gen- okay, I'm saying worst gig. It ended up being fine. <laughs> Caleb <laughs> has never done a bad gig. Yeah, <laughs> this is similar to the. Have you ever had a bit that hasn't worked, and you went, "I'm working on a bit that's not there yet, yeah. but otherwise I always smash it." Like <laughs> best gig, worst gig. I feel like you gave me two best gigs, and now your worst gig. You're like, "Oh, that's all right." <laughs> like, well, I guess. Look, if I tell you about, I don't. I haven't listened to everyone's episodes, but it can't be that everyone just goes. Oh yeah, I went to a gig and it didn't go very well. Like that's your worst. Your worst. No, in fact, the worst gig you'll ever do is when you travel for about two hours. Yeah, that's why I'm afraid to do Frog and Bucket because I just think it would be so sad to get gonged yeah. off like just after ten seconds yeah. and then be like, okay, let's go back from Manchester to London. Yeah, and obviously there are so many gong shows that are the worst. Like I'm not going to name them because I want to gig at those venues. <laughs> but like, I've had like. I've had horrible things. I've had um, ones where, because, uh, I don't know, does everyone who listens know what a gong show is? Like, uh, uh, it, you get, the audience gets cards or like yeah. gongs that they can use to tell you when to leave. Yeah. And I had one where I wasn't doing well, but they'd given the selection of um, cards to like very different people. So there was like a very business canary wharf looking man. And there was a guy who just looked like he didn't want to be there. And there was a woman who was having a lovely time. And... I was doing not great and the first two had gone me off but she was kind of smiling hopefully at me like yeah. this is gonna go somewhere I trust you and I didn't trust myself but it was you're nice. looking at her like just fucking yeah. end it just put me <laughs> well, out of my misery this man the Canary Wharf man reached over the front row and started tapping her knee to gong me Fucking off. Hell, this business guy, he's the yeah. wrong kind of business. business. You know, there's, there's business Bad and business. then there's business. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. Um, so those are horrible. And like, I had one where um, it was so rowdy that people stood up and started arguing about whether or not a joke I'd just done had gone well, which meant I lasted the whole time and got to the final. <laughs> <laughs> um, those are horrible. When yeah. I hate feeling helpless on stage and gong shows do that yeah. if they're super rowdy. But this this show up in York, 
it was kind of amazing because we got there and everyone i don't know why the crowd were there they didn't want to be there they just were not having a good time um and i used to have lots of material about being a waitress because that's kind of all i'd done because i was 19 um and i was just talking about being a waitress and this man yelled in like a a beat um that's not gonna work here and i don't know how to handle a heckler because i'm tiny and i don't know really what he means i don't know what that means and then a woman turns around and goes yes it will (laughs) and i was like okay fine is she a waitress i don't know people just start chatting and i'm trying to do my material and it's horrible yeah and then a man starts doing cartwheels at the back of the room yeah, again, in hindsight, I probably should. <laughs> that's, that's my new favourite joke, yeah. is being like, it was me whenever yeah. there was uh-huh. a guy. It's so fucking hack, but it's yeah. always funny. It's funny, it's funny, <laughs> it's good. Um, yeah, a man started doing um, cartwheels at the back of the room, and as I thought, I think he's on something, a little packet of coke fell out of his pocket. <laughs> and I was like, aha! Uh. Um, but everyone, of course, if, you're, if your option is uh, <laughs> a 19-year-old so on stage or... A dealer doing cartwheels. Yeah. You're going to look at the dealer doing cartwheels. So actually, it was fine because it was fucking hilarious and no one was angry at me or anything, but it wasn't a good... I didn't have a good time. At this juncture, I decided to ask Caitlin about her podcast um, and we have a little chat which is pretty similar to the kind of content you get on her show. So if you like this little bit, then uh, check it out. So I like to talk to people about what they're working on. Mm-hmm. Um you have a podcast yes already you've been very useful giving some advice <laughs> i think some i told of which you i've followed to record on your phone i think is what i told you and we're standing here sitting here with very lovely microphones yeah, so. yeah you were more helpful than that um, <laughs> but yeah i mean what made you start a podcast um literally just me and my co-host were on a train uh we were going back to their house and i we were just chatting about so the podcast i should say is called quiz gone by um it is a comedy, a queer comedy nostalgia podcast. So we talk about, the main question we ask is, is this what made us queer? Because there's so many like weird little crushes people had like when they were younger or the thing that made, me, made them go, oh, that's why I'm queer. And it's never uh, someone yeah, normal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, for me, it was, I, I was touched by my uncle. So, no. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> fuck's sake! Has no one made that joke on that podcast yet? No! Well, they've done it on mine. <laughs> hack sorry um yeah like do you have a, a queer like a weird i don't know lots of people say well, simba from the lion king which no. isn't one of mine but no, he's not my mine type. is angelina jolie fish from shark tale obviously okay well that sort of makes sense because it's angelina it's a jolie. very sexy fish yeah um i love that this podcast is now just your podcast yes like, <laughs> this, is, this is good um this sort of inception yeah. i think well they're always going to be weird because i was young at the time mm-hmm. and so and there isn't it will be a young person like they will they will have been yeah like yeah. I remember fancying Edmund from Narnia. No, little Tory like, kid. Yeah, but like I, I was that age at the time. So it makes sense that you'd fancy the one who sold his kids, sold his kids, sold his siblings for for some chocolate from Turkish delight. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is what's it, this what's done to me. I'm now an expert in things yeah. that I don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe I resonated with like the younger brother character at that age. Yeah, sure. Because I was a younger brother. Yeah. I, still I mean, am. to make it very clear, we don't sit on the podcast and be like, "Oh yeah, fucking hot kid." <laughs> like, we, yeah, who was we, the but we do talk about twelve-year-old because like when you're a kid, you'll be like, "Oh my god, they're 
they're fit, but you want to know what to do with that emotion. So, yeah, you know, yeah. we just talk about that. Now, I try out a new ending format here, which I immediately derail with a story. Um, but this is how I'd quite like to end episodes in the future. So, uh, enjoy it as much as you can. I, I think it's a funny story that I derail with it. I, I think it's worth it. Um, one of the criticisms of uh-huh. this podcast yeah. is that we don't, or that I don't, wind it down properly. There's yeah. not like a an outro sort of the conversation <laughs> ends very all right abruptly. fuck off <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. and time um but I, I think a nice way to end because i mean I, I would do this on my own just in the editing but yeah. it'd be nice with the person here is to like i'm usually plug a show they're doing i don't think you've mm-hmm. got anything coming up not coming too up too soon but we'll no. plug that mm-hmm. at another time but let's just like plug shows we've seen and that yeah. we think people should see that are we kind were of both on at the, the fringe both at the fringe for a week right I went for like three days. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. It was really hectic. Um, okay. I was like late to Fair almost enough. everything. Well, in fact, actually, I went to I went to see Jamie D'Souza's show and yeah. I like, I missed it the first day because like, I, I was that late. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get in. But I saw him later and was like, oh, t- I'm so sorry I missed your show. And he was like, oh, just come along come along tomorrow. And I was mm-hmm. like, I've got a ticket. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. Just, you know, just use that ticket. Mm-hmm. It'll be all right. And I was like, I'll be, I will be late to it. I'm seeing, <laughs> I'm seeing Garrett Millerick. He's brilliant. Yeah. You should see him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, so I don't know why I'm plugging Garrett Millerick. Like he needs this podcast. <laughs> like, know, like, like he can't sell tickets without this shit. Um, I'm thinking of everyone I really enjoyed in Edinburgh. And it was very much people who do not need my help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, so I said to Jamie, I was like, I'll be like a bit late because mm-hmm. I'm seeing Garrett Millerick, but I'll run over. Yeah. Um, and I got there and the woman outside, <laughs> she was doing her job and doing it properly, I yeah. might add. But she was like, um, I was like, I'm so sorry, I'm, 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 I'm a bit late. And she's like, you're very late. And I was like, yeah. Oh, so I, I, I was like whispering because I was outside the, the thing. I was like, um, yeah, yeah, but it's fine. Like, I know him. I know him. He oh, said I could dickhead. go. Oh, uh, Yeah, well, I was I trying not to do it like a type. You can't say that without yeah, telling yeah. a knob end. I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I should be in the VIP area. Like, you can't <laughs> say that. Yeah. But I was like, I, I, uh, yeah, it will be fine. Like, he'll be fine with it. And she was like, I, I don't know. He's like, can I, can I see your ticket? I was like, yeah, yeah, there's my ticket. <laughs> she was like, this was for yesterday. <laughs> I was like, You're even later than you yeah. thought. She was like, you are a day and 20 minutes late. I was like, he said it's fine. <laughs> I have so much time for this woman <laughs> yeah. who was thinking no shit that day. Yeah, but I was like, she's so right. She's completely yeah, right. Absolutely but, right. But I managed to get her to like take a risk on me yeah. and open the door and let me in. And I was I was so relieved because Jamie just roasted me for being late. Yes! And, but he roasted me in a way that was like, at the end, he was like, I told him he could come. Late. Okay. It's fine. Pew, pew, pew. But like, I was like, I really hope she heard that because fucking hell, I blagged my way in yeah. there. I was a day and 20 minutes late and I was like, oh, I know him. It'll be yeah. fine. Just let me in. You know, as soon as she closed the door on you and heard Jamie be like, oh, this cunt. She was <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> get him, Jamie. <laughs> oh, it was bad. Um, not not the, I mean, the experience. The show was very good. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's, I don't know if he's going to do like a Soho run or something. but he should. Surely. If he does it in London, definitely go see yeah. his show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what shows, what shows do you recommend? So my favourite shows I saw at the Fringe were Glenn Moore. <laughs> Who is on television? Yeah. Um, Amy Gladhill and Delightful Sausage, who were both nominated. Great. Amy Gladhill two times. But I will say I would recommend any um, any young comedians. Well, if you're in Manchester, um, I would recommend Harriet Dyer. Um, I don't know if she's touring her show Trigger Warning, but it was 
genuinely extraordinary. It's quite dark. Oh, was the was the name of the show Trigger Warning? Trigger Warning. Oh, I thought you were gonna you were no. like saying Trigger Warning. It's called Trigger like... Warning because there are too many Trigger Warnings. Like I see. it's very dark, but um, it's genuinely I think a feat of like it's extraordinary that she's managed to do a show about the things she's talking about. Um, and genuinely, there's massive laugh out loud moments in it. It's really funny. Nice, cool, yeah. but also incredibly harrowing. Should I be our proper? What do you think of trigger warnings in general? Because I think oh, they we, should we doing have this? one. I think <laughs> they should have one before, like some old comedies, mm-hmm. like um, Only Fools and Horses, because that's got trigger in it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll cut that now. Oh, <laughs> oh god! I just like that. I made you uncomfortable for a second. You're like, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna be so like all right because uh, I look, I got an all right haircut, so you know, little Hitler Youth haircut, yeah. Mm. I had, I dyed it blonde as well a little while ago. You went more like, Hitler Youth. Yeah, I was like, I need to look more airy. <laughs> um, the swastika tattoo was a bit far, but. <laughs> So it did end up being a pretty abrupt ending, actually, uh, despite my best efforts. Um, but is there a more comedic ending than Badum Ch? I would argue no. Um, so it was great having Caitlin. I really enjoyed hanging out with her. Um, I think that was a fun episode. Let me know what you think. Uh, give the podcast a five stars and a follow, as usual. Um, not really much to plug on Caitlin's side other than Queers Gone By, which is her really good podcast. Um, and then for me, actually, I've got a couple of competitions this week. One will be on the day this podcast drops at 2 Northdown, a new acts competition. And then on Friday, um, the 9th of September, I'll be doing the Leicester Square New Comedian Competition at the Museum of Comedy. So if you follow my Instagram, um, at George Tothill, you can find tickets in my bio for that. Please do come along and support. Um, if you can't make it, don't worry. And thanks so much for supporting the podcast. And take care. I'm waving.